Powerful, so powerful. There is something that I want to read over you this evening. And uh, why don't you just close your eyes for a second? This is a bunch of wild women. <laughs> wild women. Why don't you take the hand of the lady next to you? You can ask them if you don't know who they are, but hopefully by the end of today, after everything that Jesus has done, you know them pretty well. <laughs> there is no competition among wild women. They are too wild to be caught in the tiny space of envy. Instead, they dance together and allow good to abundantly flow to them. Jesus, I thank you for women who are recreating what it looks like to be a feminine, full-hearted, powerful, full, spirit-moving, earth shaking, heaven-covered daughter of God. God, I thank you for women who are allergic. They are allergic to competition, that the greatness inside of them is so magnificent, they can't help but admire one another. I thank you on women in the room who are so heaven bent on seeing your kingdom come that they don't have time for competition. I thank you for women who are turning the tide on competition in the realm of femininity. God, I thank you that there are women in the room today who have been so loved on, who have operated at the highest level of Christianity. They have received so much. They have received and received and received. Father, I ask for the rest of their days that they would be marked as ones who know the highest call is to receive God, that the rest of their life would be an outward expression of the overflow of what they found in you, of what they've postured their heart to gather, to drink, to eat of Jesus. God, I thank you for women who are champions of one another, Thank you for lionesses in this room who can't help but roar over each other's destinies, can't help but take their hands under the person's foot and help them pop over that wall, that fence, whatever's getting in the way of the future and the purpose and the destiny of the lady on the right and the left. God, when we realize there is abundance and there's room for all, pressure is lifted. Joy fills our hearts. Love is our operating system and there is space for every woman. No, there's not just space, Jesus. I thank you for a company of women in the room who make space for one another. They see each other as irreplaceable. And so we just say to your spirits right now, you are valued, you are needed. The expression you carry of God is unreplaceable. We cannot go where we are supposed to without you. And so, Father, we bless the unique, intricate, specific, deliberate makeup of every single woman in the room. We bless the wildness. 
We bless the quiet confidence. We bless the dancers and we bless those who are so comfortable in stillness. We bless the teachers and the politicians. We bless the mothers and the daughters. We bless the wives and we bless the ridiculously gorgeous singles. God, yes we do, bless them now. And Father, we say that as your rain falls upon Boise, as the abundance falls upon these women in the rain, I ask that every woman would, so to speak, stay in their lane, that they would so feel the pleasure of God on their life, that they would feel the unique purpose of heaven on their life, they would revel in how you've made them to be. And God, just like in the rain when we're driving, God, I ask as the rain of heaven is poured out over the city, over the churches represented here, God, every single woman would know that the safest, most powerful thing they can do in abundance is to stay in their lane, is to stay in the exact call and purpose you have specifically given them. And so we bless the uniqueness in the room and we bless the specific deliberate call of God over every life. And we thank you, no one is the same. And we ask God that you would never, ever, ever, ever lift your hand off of the purpose and calling and heart and head that each of them carry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is good. Why don't you give the Lord just a thanks and a clap right there. Before my, I call him my biblical beast. (laughs) Before my powerful husband shares with you, why don't you turn to the lady next to you tonight and say, we need you. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't you turn to your second choice right now and say you're his first choice. (laughs) So good. Something that I guard with everything inside of me and a real call of God that I feel on my life is to raise up and to pour in Uh, and to add to a company of women, wherever in the world they are, wherever the Lord has us, that champion one another. How counterculture, how kingdom bringing, how heaven advancing is it when powerful women stand together without competition, free of envy, and want to see the woman next to them go further and deeper and higher than they do. How powerful is that? And I I really do. I see a call of God on you as woman. I watch the spirit of celebration as each of you are honored and highlighted. And I see the way that you recklessly applaud and stand to your feet for one another. Just some feedback. That's not normal. That's a manifestation of heaven. And you look just like your Jesus. That is literally an expression of the kingdom of God. And can I charge you to do that at every turn? What would we as women look like if we never held back on our powerful thoughts for one another? Richie and I have a core value. If we think something about someone that is is high 
or is a, a, carries a privilege or permission or is complementary and edifying in every way. We have a core value. We will not discuss it just amongst ourselves and we will not keep it in and think about it. We will always express it. Whether it's a text message or catching a moment eye to eye, the word of life and the word that edifies one another can literally be life-changing. And so, yeah, you can get excited about that. Death is. And the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Let me tell you, the woman on the left and the right, before you and behind you, is one word from you away from stepping into greater measures of life. She's one, what if she is one word away from stepping out of death, out of pain, and into healing again? You do not know the power that is contained inside you. And so you can see men and women minister upon a stage and think, wow, they have a message. Or wow, if they would pray or I would hear this or a next message. Man, I, I love, this is what I do with my life. I love the preaching of the word and I am so thankful for the opportunity God has given me. But if you for one second think that someone else has a word that is greater and higher than your own, you have missed out on the greatest adventure of your life. And so if you would steward something privately, let me tell you it's the Lord's delight to release you publicly. And so as woman, I just charge you to be reckless and free and abandoned with your language over one another and your words over one another. You literally do not know the transformative power of, of what is inside here. And so let us use it to speak life and strength over one another in Jesus' name. Woo, that is good. The Lord is on that in a powerful, powerful way. You are dangerous, Boise woman, in the best way possible. Best way possible. So we're gonna dive in. Uh, I'm sure my husband says some, has something far more profound than I do. What do you wanna say to the people, babe? <laughs> you heard him on the panel? We. you... We do well to listen to you, Richard Lawrence. <laughs> Isn't she just perfect in every way? <laughs> and perfect. very human. There you go. Very human. Just perfect okay. in every way. Um, why don't we get Ash and Jeff? Why don't you come up mm -hmm. quickly? <laughs> Ash and Jeff. Yeah. And uh, if, if you were in any way part of... Uh, putting this Arise conference on in any way yeah. from setup to uh, prep to baking to everything and anything, uh, would you mind standing quickly? Mm. And don't be polite. We ha this is Arise. So Arise <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Yes. And you can stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing Worship until it's awkward. Team. Sound <laughs> team. Sound team. Why don't you both stand? Sound team at the back. They go unnoticed oh, go. quite often. Why don't we give it up for them? And, I mean, we've been to a bunch of conferences. This has run really, really well. Like, yeah. incredible. Top mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. And I want to let you know you've done an incredible, incredible, incredible job. Yeah. And you're serving not just this community, yes. not just this church, but the 
the community. Yes. And while I was driving in, I was actually sharing with Jordan, but I felt like this was going to be, I don't know if this is your first conference, but I feel like this is going to be something that's year round, mm -hmm. uh, that happens once a year, and it mm -hmm. actually serves the community. Yeah. And I felt like it was going to be a flagship of your church, yeah. that actually people in the community really look forward to it. And it's a, mm -hmm. a place of celebration for the community. Yes. And it's known not just in this church, but it's known around the community. Yeah. And it draws in community, it draws in businesses, yeah. and it draws and celebrates actually what's happening in Boise. Yes, yes, and yes, so yes. I just think this is just a good idea. Yes. Tell the person next to you, this is a good idea. <laughs> Okay, you guys can sit. <laughs> and then Robin, do you mind standing? Robin actually did, uh, we did, you mean up, down, up, down. <laughs> and now me and Robin actually did, uh, we did the school in Reading together. We were in the same year. And I just want to say it is such an honor yeah. to be here with you and with your, um, with your son. Mm -hmm. It is the greatest honor to see what the Lord has done in your life. And see what the Lord has done in your son's life. Like, I just know, I know we're going to take a video. I don't know if Libby's spoken to you. A video of you for the alumni back home. But you're what we dream of. Yes. You know? Yes. From alumni and yes. the people that we produce in Reading, you Ooh. are the dream. Yes. Literally, yes. you're the dream. And it is just it's a great honor to stand here. You, you know, you're just impacting the beautiful, incredible people in this community. Yeah. And it's such an honor to partner with you in your dreams. It really is. And uh, so thank you for just all the tears, yeah. all the prayer, all the time, all the everything you've invested in this community. You are a dream. Yes, she is. So just such an yes. honor. Uh -huh. oh, we honor you, Robin. Right. <laughs> thank you, Professor. Mm. It says in Hebrews 1 that in the Old Testament, he spoke through prophets, but in the new, uh, uh, in these days, he speaks through his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I actually felt like the Lord wanted to release some words of a, a few people here. Yeah. And uh, if you receive a word, I want you to know that uh, the Lord is highlighting you for a specific reason. He's not going to highlight everyone, but I believe the Lord's going to highlight certain people for a specific reason and uh, that he wants them to know that they are celebrated and that there's a special spotlight of heaven upon them. And so Ash and Jeff and my wife have something also. But there's a, that lady right there. Yes, you're looking at, yeah, you. Why don't you stand up quickly? Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, no, not you. It's you, yes. What color shirt is she wearing? With the white shirt, yeah. You can come to us afterwards and we'll pray and, for you. And, uh, mm -hmm. and just open up your hands quickly. And what's your name? Nicole. Mm -hmm. You can close your eyes. Um, <laughs> Nicole, the whole time I, uh, you've been highlighted to me, and just the presence of God has been on you since the whole start of the conference. Actually, in that whole section over there, the presence of God is just there in a beautiful way. And I believe the Lord's saying that this is a time where He's actually going to refresh you energy levels-wise. And actually, I feel that there's been a, an attack even on your energy levels, and I feel the Lord's going to increase your energy levels sevenfold, and the Lord's going to bring a wave of refreshing that comes upon you. Like it says in Acts, it says, turn, uh, turn, and there'll be a wave of refreshing that comes upon you. And I feel the Lord's going to bring this beautiful wave of refreshing, and I feel like the Lord has actually given you an incredible mind for education, blessing that, and God's really blessed you with a mind that is a super intelligence, and the Lord said that He's blessing the area of education just in your life. And I see what the God's putting in your left hand. I see God putting almost like a, a scroll or like a, a something that, um, of study in your left hand. And I see on your right hand, I see leadership in your right hand. And I feel the Lord's really anointed you to lead people. And, uh, and, and God's given you a place where people feel safe around you. 
Yeah. And I, I see um, I see like a, a microphone above your head, and I feel like there's, there's, there's this thing on your life that uh, you're able to administer like worship, like administer it. And I see a microphone on your, uh, above your head, and I see your voice getting louder. I like you. <clears throat> um, and then you're jumping after me. And then the lady with the, with the dark hair and the white. Yes, you, yeah. Yeah. And you were, um, just open up your hands. I just felt the presence of God just on you, incredibly strong. And I saw you as a catalyst for uh, this area of one that stewards the presence of God and one that uh, is unashamed of letting the presence of God uh, move through her and move in her to see the presence of God move in this area. And I believe that uh, the Lord's going um, to speak to you in your quiet place and use you as one of the, the spirit-filled ones to actually train up and raise up others to be spirit-filled. And I saw you being a catalyst woman, a real catalyst woman, like a key, a small key that opens up big doors. And I saw, uh, I saw you... Um, I saw you gathering people around uh, food, and I saw you gathering people around uh, drinks, and I saw you sharing the deep things of God. Uh, and I saw you in your quiet place. We'd have a very, very deep, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit specifically. And uh, you're a wild one. You're a wild, wild, wild one. I like you. What's your name? E.B. or E.V. E.B. That's awesome. You're great. Super creative. Incredible. Man. Ebi, will you just stay standing? Did you ever have wild days back in the day? Is that true? Yes. Is it true? Okay, beautiful. This is what I felt the Lord say. Ebi, as Rich was speaking, you have an incredible strength. There is a holy recklessness over your life. Ebi, you are allergic to religion, my love. You are so allergic. And it is a God-given gift. And as Rich was speaking over you, I felt God say, tell Ebi that those days weren't a violation just alone. I know you did things, you're saying, Lord, redeem them. He will. But that was a strength overplayed, which became a weakness. And you are not to throw away that aspect of your personality and that original call of God to gather. There's something about you that draws attention to who you are. And I felt like over the recent maybe weeks, or I wanna say weeks, you have wanted to get rid of that. And you felt like that might be an issue and really second guessed and double guessed yourself. I felt like heaven want to celebrate you, Ebi, and say the attention you think you draw naturally, which you've said, God, are you sure you don't wanna take that away from me? Are you sure that that's not something I'm supposed to lay down? I heard God say, you have not seen anything yet. Stay standing. Stay standing. Uh-huh. Yes. Stay standing. Evie, this, I want the, the same thing that I preached this afternoon, I want to just speak over you specifically. Whatever attention, whatever light gets shone on you, 
Jesus only gets revealed more. You are not to be afraid of being seen. You are not to be afraid of drawing attention because it's not something you try and do. It just happens. And I think you're a little bit irritated with that. But I felt like God say that he loves it and he blesses it. What Richard said is going to come to pass where you begin to see the most unlikely gather around. I, I saw that same thing. You were gathering around tables and it would be the most unlikely. You are the safest woman, E.B. And God says that you are dangerous to hell. You are not dangerous to others. There is a real gift to gather around. And I, I saw God's hand on you where you are going to reach people that no one has access to. And so you are to embrace what God is doing in your life. So we bless you with that in Jesus' name. Maybe you can stay standing. You. I think it's so significant that they're not speaking into the transition that you're taking, that's taking place now because I want you to just hear from the Father. You can even close your eyes. You're not going to be known for one thing, E.B., that the Lord has multiple callings on your life and the significance you've had and the things that you've done that have made you known in some ways. I just feel like the Lord's saying he's not going to allow them to box you in in any way, that there's going to be other callings of God, that he's actually going to give you strategies to produce wealth. I feel like he's giving you even heavenly blueprints with your husband. You're married, right? Okay. <laughs> with your husband, and you're going to have these strategies that are going to produce wealth for those that actually have been in poverty for a long time. And I just bless you right now to know that you're not going to be boxed in, that he's carrying you in this transition. Yeah, he's carrying you, and he's seen every place of your release and your surrender, and it's just an increase in influence that he's giving you now. You've done such a good job with the things he's given you, and now he's trusting you with even more. And so I bless your hands as you transition in Jesus' name. Um, one more. Becca? Is it Becca? Becca? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will you stand up? <laughs> Yeah, Becca, as you were leading worship, even at the end, I just saw the Father over you, and as you were just getting wrecked by his love all over again, I just saw the Lord honoring you for your faithfulness. Yeah, even just, you can release your hands and just stretch them out to Becca. I just feel like praying over you and honoring you. Father, I thank you right yeah. now for Becca's faithfulness. I thank you, God, that she's been so faithful to steward the things you put in her hands. But I just see the Lord releasing you in freedom and new ways, Becca. I feel the more of God that you've longed and stirred for, the hunger inside of you that's about to be released in this next season. I even see the dark... Um, I just see him saying the dark nights. There's been a few moments of just dark nights where you've asked and questioned him and the faithfulness that you've walked in. And I see God coming over you with just his love, his abandonment over you that you won't be. Um, I just see him saying you're not going to be crushed by who you are, and he's not going to hold back anything from you, that he's actually releasing you. You're going to be known as a woman of freedom and of love. I just see him saying over you, you're going to release people into greater measures of freedom. I just saw him put this, like, sword almost in your hand, and you were going to be known as a woman of freedom, and it was going to release people into just a freedom movement in this region, that those that even religion has um, squashed people from walking in the fullness of freedom, he's, he's seen the way that you've stewarded relationships really well 
well and you've honored leaders. And I just see him now saying that he's not going to let you hold back any longer, that he's really fulfilling the call of God in your life by releasing you into greater measures of love. And I just saw you as you worshiped, even in secret, that he was going to start revealing and downloading things to you on the ways that you're going to... Um, it's not in, I don't know if it's in missions or in something specific, but the way that you're going to love people that have been um, not, the world hasn't known how to love them. And I just mm -hmm. felt like he was going to give you this compassionate heart to see into places of people that have been un, um, forgotten or un, unknown or un, like passed over. And you were going to actually stop. And the rejectable ones, you were going to give back love and compassion. So I just bless you right now, Becca. I bless the song. I bless the freedom in your voice. And I bless you to know that he's not allowing one more day for you to be held back. That you're really, your voice is actually stepping in stepping into greater levels of authority yeah. as you release the sound so he's given you. So we just bless you, Becca. So oh. All right. Well, thanks for letting me crash here with ladies. Conference. Yes, Jeffrey. Appreciate it. Um. Do you guys remember who Jeffrey is? Yes. We introduced, I, I chatted about him this morning before Jeff arrived. So Jeffrey is born and raised, no, raised. Born and raised Idaho man. Yes. Uh, uh, he is married. Sorry, ladies. Ashley is his uh, beautiful bride. And uh, Jeff and Ash were the couple who we're our students in first year, and we married. They've just graduated from um, interning uh, in BSSM and uh, with me. And now this is the dangerous thing about Jeff. <laughs> Jeff operates in the supernatural without even knowing it. This is the, this is the, the greatest feedback I heard, and when you have a class of 1,300 and you hear the same thing over and over again, whoo, you know that it's true. Jeff will share one word or one sentence, and it has completely shifted the lives of several, I'm underplaying it for integrity's sake, several men and women, both in the students we pastor and extended. This is what happens with Jeff. We were ministering at a conference in South Africa. We brought Ash and Jeff with us. This was several months ago. And uh, we are seeing God uh, begin to heal in an extraordinary way in the meeting. And uh, a gentleman who works at a coffee shop had an accident in that town we were ministering in uh, nine years ago. And his ankle and a lot of his bones on impact were shattered. And uh, nine years prior was uh, the injury that took place and his ankle did not heal correctly. And because he works in the uh, food industry, he's on his feet all the time and it was freezing cold. And so he could feel the sharpness of the pain. It would happen every year when the season would change into winter. And uh, he feels God say, doesn't know Jeff Pryor, go and stand next to Jeff. Jeff's waiting to the side before we call them up to minister with us. <laughs> It's a good idea, Richard. And, uh, and, we, uh, and he begins to stand next, and he takes a step next to Jeff, just in his shadow, just next to him. Jeff is not aware, he doesn't lay hands on him. And as he stands next to him, he hears a pop in his ankle. He begins to audibly, it's not the audible voice of God, it is his bones, pop. 
and he begins to move his ankle around. He's shifting it around and he is flabbergasted and begins to put his ankle down and stand on it. And he realizes from a searing, he said from a level 10 pain. So 10, if we asked him, 10 out of 10, the pain level was searing, especially because of the winter season. It had instantly moved to a zero. We did a several day conference with him. He was for the first time in nine years, 100% pain free for the entire, isn't Jesus beautiful? So beautiful. And he turns to Jeff and tells him what happened and Jeff's just worshiping Jesus as none the wiser. There have been many, many times where I've watched God do this with Jeff. This man is so powerful because he simply loves Jesus and he's made it as simple as can be and in that simplicity, the Lord has honored his humility and he, he is a covert operator. Yeah, so as he shares, I want you to know that you're not just receiving words, but there's real power as Jeff shares as well. And uh, we just love this man. He is, he is from Boise and his family. If you're Jeff's family, why don't you give us a wave? Ladies, yay, we love you. So beautiful. So we just wanted to um, just demonstrate, give you a heads up how about Jeff, but also about the powerful way that God uses the people of Boise. Yeah, watch out. Jeff, what are you feeling in your heart? Uh. <laughs> oh no, he's his son. Oh, he's his son. This better be good now. Um, he's his son. Okay, I'm just gonna go for it. Is there anyone named Maggie here? Where's Maggie? Oh, wow. No. Beautiful. That's amazing. God knows your drive-through name. Yeah. Love it. I think. No, I have think one that's of those. Is anyone that's actual name is Maggie? If not, then it's powerful. Okay. Yeah. God's done this before. That's okay. Uh huh. Hmm. Powerful name. Okay, this might be a vulnerable question to ask, mm-hmm. but is there anything like medically? an issue with your bones? Or do you know anybody that has, in the hospital, or know anybody that has issues with their bones? No, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good sign, my love. It's a good sign. The Bible says as well that uh, a kind word is healing to the bones. Mm -hmm. And so, Jeff, whatever you're sensing... Maggie, you stood out, or Margo? Margo, I have a drive-through name too. American, when I speak through a drive-through, I use my full name, Elizabeth, because when I say Libby, they think I'm saying like Lippy or something (laughs) weird like that because of my accent. God knows the details of your life. Yeah, so whatever you're feeling, Jeff, it's gonna bring some beautiful healing to Margo. Yeah, so what I heard just in worship was I heard the name Maggie, but then I heard that song, I feel it in my bones, I'm about to move. <laughs> and so I just really felt like at first that it was like a healing thing because, I don't know, just that's what stuck out to me at first. But, um, yeah, I just really feel like 
in my, I do feel it in my bones, actually. Um, that God is just about to move in a radical way in your life, like, even to new standards like you've never, like, felt before. I think things that you might have been dreaming of with the Lord, but you just didn't think were possible, are going to start to happen, because he's really going to move in such a radical way. I actually feel like it's going to be really quickly, too. Like, He's about to move. Like, he's just going to go, 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 go. And, like, I think he's just going to answer, to just some prayers that you've had for a long time. Um, prayers that you might have just been crying out to God, like, even in your quiet time with him. But just things that you've been hoping for and wanting for. Like, he's, I just think he wants you to know that he's on the move. And he's on the move in such a powerful way. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I just bless you. I just bless you with just the radical father, but just bless you too, just rushing over you, just new increase of encounters with the Father, but just bless you with a season of just acceleration in what God has for you, and he's just going to take you from glory to glory, and he's going to show you things that you've just, yeah, that you've never seen as possible, and I just want to speak that over you, that you're going to see things come out of you and come out of, like, your life partnering with the Holy Spirit that's just going to blow your mind, so I just want to bless that in Jesus' name. Powerful. Where is it? Ka- Kari. Kari. Yes. Ka? Kari. Yes, Kari. I met you earlier. Uh-huh. The Lord's on you in such a radical way, Kari. Yeah, in a really, really radical way. I wonder, would you just take a risk for me? And if you never hear anything I say, there's an impartation I want to release to you. Yeah, a real significant work that the Holy Spirit wants to do in you, Kari. And so why don't you just close your eyes. You can just, and sometimes I do that, it helps me receive because I don't worry about anyone else looking around me. And uh, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are bringing new things to life within Kari. Kari, I see a great boldness that the Lord is bringing upon you. I see him saying he's bringing things into alignment. This has been a really confusing season. And I feel like God's saying that there has been uh, any potential chaos going on. I see the Father saying that He is stilling that. I see a real anointing over your mind, Kari, where the Lord is stilling your mind in a really powerful way. I see you as a woman who is radically led by the Spirit of God. And Kari, we want to say that as women, On behalf of women, I wanna repent, Kari, for putting you in a box. I wanna repent, Kari, on behalf of women who have maybe given you a side eye or double-checked something you were feeling. Kari, I see the Lord speaking a fresh permission on your life. I see a great confidence, a security being uh, taking place within you, Kari. And I feel like God's saying, He's shaking off the old. He's shaking off old interactions. There you go. Thanks, Holy Spirit. He's shaking off old words that you had been given, and He's inviting you into the new, Kari. And I hear God say, you are not to hold on to the old. He is doing a new thing, and you have full... 
He is giving you heavenly entire closure to do with specific situations. He is giving you heavenly permission to move forward. I feel like God is saying he's gonna supernaturally bring closure, but it's not gonna come through practical steps. He's gonna turn some situations around and bring awareness to what has been going on in you. I feel like you're gonna be pursued by people, Kari, that specific people are gonna come back to you and say, hey, I maybe misjudged that or I overlooked this in you. Kari, I, I just see the Lord coming with his kindness and saying, this is a season of you being covered. This is a season where you are not to graduate into the next time of your life, the next chapter of your life with old dust still on you. And so Holy Spirit, I thank you that your, your breath you're gonna breathe over Kari and every ounce of dust from the old gets shaken off. And I thank you that she's a woman possessed by love. She's a woman so filled with the love of God that she has no room for anything else. Kari, you're a minister of love. And the very thing you need for this season is the thing you're going to begin to operate at a higher level. God, I thank you, you're filling her with love. She's like a champagne bottle in the spirit. Just ready to burst. Yeah, so Father, we say, would you pop the lid off Kari with your love? Would you pop the lid with your love? Yeah, it's not gonna be through harsh words or people pushing you, Kari. You're gonna be so filled with the Lord's love, you cannot keep in the goodness of God. You cannot keep in his word. And so Father, I thank you for wisdom for Kari, and I thank you for a woman known this is how you're gonna be known, Kari. She's possessed by love. She is so filled to overflowing with love. Just get around Kari for a second. This is what people are gonna say about you because you're gonna get touched with the love of God. Get near her because she's a sign and a wonder of what the Lord can do when his target of love is on someone in this season, Kari. So we bless you to experience the lavish, lavish love of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can stay there. <laughs> Powerful. 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 I'm just going to get one of these here. You can here. stay on the floor. I don't, I don't know whose flower arrangement this is, but here we go, Chloe. Oh. <laughs> oh. Perfect. Man. Do you have time for more? Um, just this lady in the backyard with the necklaces. Yes. What's your name? Laura. Uh, Laura, you can open your, your hands quickly. Uh, I believe the Lord's just uh, highlighted you. And do you have a daughter by any chance? Sorry? A daughter-in-law. Okay. Uh, I saw a daughter on your uh, left-hand side, and I felt like the Lord was going to radically impact her in this next season. And I felt like the Lord's saying that there's hope for you. And I saw this wind of hope being blown over your head. And I felt like God's saying that for the season that you're in, He's releasing incredible levels of hope for you. Incredible levels of hope for you. And you're actually going to experience hope with the Lord. And I felt like it was going to impact a daughter of yours. And uh, I felt like uh, you're going to be uh, a significant part to play in that story. And I feel like you're a woman of faith that's going to release hope to your family. And so, God, we just release hope to this incredible woman right sure. now in Jesus' yes, name. God. We thank you for the presence of God that's on her in a powerful way. 
And then uh, this whole section, I just like this section over here. All of you guys are wonderful. All of you guys right here. This lady over here, what's your name? Yes, your name? Helen. And are you married? Helen? Um, Helen, I feel the Lord's jealous for you. And are you married? I feel the Lord's jealous for you in the area of relationship. And I feel like He set you aside and set you apart. And I just want to pray over your husband. God, just wherever he is, I just declare in Jesus' name, wherever, whatever decisions he's making, uh, whatever decisions he's making regarding purity, regarding vocation, regarding where he's supposed to live, God, I would just bless him right now in Jesus' name. And I declare, Lord God, that he be radically blessed right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you give him eyes to see and you give her eyes to see. And I feel the Lord saying he's very, very jealous for you of the area of relationship and he set you apart, set you radically apart. So, God, we thank you for incredible hope. I like you. You're great. You're great. I like you and then the lady, not you, but the lady behind you. Yeah, what's your name? Emily. Emily. Do you mind standing up, Emily? I saw a, um, a camera behind your head, and I feel like the Lord's capturing a moment. And this uh, next season is going to be a very significant moment in your life that changes and uh, is going to be set your, your, your course on path, like a, set a new uh, course for you, and I saw the Lord capturing these moments in this next season, and I felt like God uh, just say, you need to just keep your eyes totally focused on Him, because something big is about to turn and about to change, and you're in the midst of making big decisions, and I feel like the Lord's hand is upon you in this season of making them, and I saw this, uh, I saw this dove come on your left shoulder, and then I saw this dove come on your right shoulder, and I felt like the, uh, God said that He's anointing you for what's next. Like, it's not just a decision that you're making out of natural skill and natural, like, oh, this makes sense, but he's actually anointing you for your what next. And so, God, I pray that your anointing would come upon her and your wisdom would come upon her. And, God, that you've set her apart for what she has next. And, God, you haven't, uh, she's not just making natural decisions, but there's a supernatural element to yeah. what you're doing, Lord God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you do. There you go. <laughs> I like you. Oh. Powerful. I can keep Powerful. going. <laughs> can I do Please, one more? Keep going, There's babes. one more. There's a, there's a lady uh, uh, in the white. Not you, but yes, in the white. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can stand up quickly. Uh, and uh, I felt like the Lord was saying that uh, you've come here and, and you've come here uh, seeking and hoping that, uh, that uh, God would do something in your heart specifically. And you've, uh, it's like, I felt like almost not a desperation, but it was just a deep, deep hunger that you've come here with. And I felt like the Lord wanted to meet your hunger and to meet the need of your heart because he, he loves to fill the desires of people's hearts. And I felt like you come here with a deep hunger to encounter a living God. And I felt like the Lord wanted to encounter you more than you want to be encountered. And I felt the Lord coming and him actually grabbing your, grabbing your face with his hands and him actually uh, blowing over you. Just like in John 20, it says he blew on the disciples and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, God, right now, we just ask that you just fill her with the Holy yeah. Spirit in a beautiful way. I'm going to lay my hand on your shoulder. But God, just fill her with the Holy Spirit and with peace Thanks, in Jesus' God. name. And God, we pray that your beautiful love would just overwhelm her like a waterfall right now in Jesus' name. And God, it would come like peace. It would come like peace, Father God, over the situation that's happening right now in Jesus' name. It would come like peace. It would come like peace. And family, it would come like peace, Lord God. Over her, it would come like peace. 
and I see a waterfall rushing from your head all the way down, and it's going all the way into your past, right back to the age of 17, and it's moving all the way forward to your now, and then I see it leapfrogging into your future, and he's releasing peace over you in every situation. So God, I say yes and amen. This is her night. And so, God, I just declare the peace of heaven over this beautiful queen in Jesus' name. The peace of heaven over her. Oh, I like you. You're great. She's so great. (laughs) What's your name, my love? Rich just prophesied over you. She's wonderful. Felicia. Felicia, what did you experience as Rich was praying? I just saw heaven just swirling around you. Did you experience anything unusual? You felt the presence of God? What does that feel like to you, Felicia? Physical, so physically. You felt just tingling over your skin? Did that happen over your head or does it happen over your arms? Your head and your arms. Amazing. Felicia, there is a real anointing for you to, your head does not get in the way of you connecting with God. I I felt God say, it is the very gateway. Come on, Jesus. (laughs) More lords. (laughs) Carry on, babe. (laughs) It is the very, very gateway of God. And your physical body is no longer going to be a limitation on the call of God on your life as well. God, we bless Felicia's mind. We bless her physical body. And we say right now there's a shift and there's a fresh grace for her to operate at full cylinders. There's a, a real grace over your life, Felicia, for he, he's changing gears for you. And there's going to be a real grace come on your physical body and over your mind as well. God, I ask that you would increase your presence over Felicia even now. God, that you would begin to realign. I even just see new neurological pathways that he's building of hope, Felicia, that no longer would you be looking through the lens of past disappointments. I I just hear hope deferred, and I hear God saying, Romans 5, 5 over you. He's releasing a season of hope that will not disappoint. And Romans 5, 5b says, because of the love of God that has been poured out by the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that as you physically, the reality of God begins to move over Felicia and Felicia, she begins to experience the reality of you. I thank you that it's a down payment. It's a security deposit on the promise she's been waiting for. And so God, I thank you that there is a release right now where things have been stopped and stalled. We say a release right now in the name of Jesus. What does that mean for you, Felicia? (laughs) Okay, okay. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, where there's been blockages and where things have been stopped, God, I thank you that you're opening up doors that were previously closed. Yeah, you have permission to have radical hope. You're a Romans 5-5 five, five woman. Yeah, powerful, powerful, so Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
God, you are greater than any man or woman of God. You're not contained by a microphone. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, you would just move throughout this room sovereignly. God, we take off pressure right now over our woman in the room. God, you are the one who does immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. So Holy Spirit, would you begin to ignite? Would you begin to move presence of God for what these women are called to? They must have more. They must have more for you to fulfill the full call of God on their life. We say the more of God the more of God over them in the name of Jesus. And we say, Holy Spirit, you are the one we need. You are the empowerer. You are the one who changes everything. And so we give you full permission. I just, I speak full permission over you. A Cornelius house experience, like in the book of Acts, that as Paul was midway through unpacking and explaining, it says the Holy Spirit fell. It's biblical. I want to give you permission to engage with God tonight. I felt this momentum building in the room that God wants out. And God wants, this afternoon, He wants in. And so there's a real hunger of God in the room for Him to move. So please, I ask you, do not wait for a ministry moment. Don't wait for someone to call you out. Jesus is a higher prophet than any other man or woman of God that this stage could hold. You want His words over your life. You want His touch upon you. And let me tell you, that is not contained by a human or a person Jesus moved and to be touched and to be filled by Jesus himself is far more profound than any prophet or pastor calling you out in the room. And so I wanna speak permission in the room. Get what you came here for and more. Be pulling on the Lord tonight as we chat and engage with God. Don't wait for someone to call you out. He is too good. The time is too precious the urgency of this moment in, in our generation is too great for you to wait for a moment. Just say, God, move, 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 move on me. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you're able to, and I want you to receive more than you uh, physically do this because you can do this on your own, but what we have corporately and the unity that's here in the room, you don't get in your study, you don't get in your living room. And so if you are able to, but if God is moving, just stay right where you are. If you are able to, I want to invite you to turn to John 7, if you're able to. This morning, we talked about being seen by God, and when we're seen by Him, He takes us up. I can feel some of you are, are snapping out of just keep engaging with God. Keep engaging with Him. If you need to close your eyes while I'm speaking, Father, our mothers in the room who stayed up last night, keep them awake in, as long as you don't fall asleep. You can close your eyes, and that was a joke. You can all laugh. Okay, but maybe it's too close to the truth. Uh, you can engage with God. And so we said, God is taking us up. To be seen, he lifts us up. And we talked this afternoon, to be seen, we let God in. We let him see in us, intimacy, 
release is to be seen and to be heard is to be loved. And uh, this evening, and you've already uh, seen it demonstrated in front of you, we are saying, God, would you see us out? Would you see us up? Would you see into us? And would you see us out? There's a commissioning that takes place with the prophetic. There's a commissioning that takes place with the word of God. And uh, we are gonna chat about how God sees us out as women. How God doesn't just lift us up, He doesn't just work in us, but how do we release and how, do we, how are we sent out? So as He sees us, He sees us out. His eye is upon us, not just in our church setting. His eye is not just upon us when we're having our quiet time with the Lord or we're feeling holy uh, and especially Christian on that day. Actually, Jesus redeemed you once and for all. That means God's eye is on you. His attention is on you. He's captivated by you. You have an audience with Him on the way out as well. In fact, most of the times where we've ministered, it is in the days to come as God begins to unpack and unfold and you have a fresh permission on your life that the greatest encounters with God take place and God begins to open your eyes and you begin to see what God is doing around you in a far greater way. So I've warned you, you are to get ready that actually God does more outside of the four walls of our meeting this is the reality of heaven than he does in our ministry moments. So I want you to expect and make room for God to not just see you up, see in you, but see you out with even greater power. So in John 7, our panel, our mighty men referred to it, uh, Jesus is at Jacob's well. He's with the Samaritan woman and uh, he is talking to her and in John 4-4, we're gonna pick it up. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, oh my word, Jesus was friends with his humanity too, even though he was fully God. We have permission to be weak because God, we have permission not to have it all together because God is very good at having it all together. Jesus, tired as he was from the journey that was free, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Man, if Jesus gets to be tired and rests and God turns his tiredness and his rest into one of the most significant ministry moments, how much more us? How much more us? When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew you would not have asked him and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would not have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with. The well is deep. I mean, isn't that typical of us? God's like, I'm about to do something powerful in your life. I'm about to give you the greatest gift and lead you into destiny. And then we're like, oh God. If you only knew, 
actually there's this going on and oh God, I don't know if you're aware, but I have this shortcoming as well. And I don't know if you're able to do this in my life. God is able. As a woman, she gave her list to Jesus. We can say a modern day translation. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, here is the part I wanna highlight. Verse 13, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Oh, sir, give me this water so I don't get thirsty and have to keep coming to draw water. And then Jesus carries on. Significant, significant moment. I wanna highlight one thing to you. The, when Jesus begins to talk about the water that springs up within her, leading to eternal life, he is referring to the moment of salvation. He's saying eternal life will come within you if you accept me, and it is a spring. It's gonna, have you ever sang that song? Spring up a well. So the spring of, no, no, I'm not gonna sing for you. I respect you far too much to <laughs> expose you to such tone deafness. Okay, so the spring of living water welling up to eternal life, this is the moment of salvation. And so often in our walk with God as women, we look back to the moments where God has moved in our life and we build a well around it. We say, God, I don't know if you'll ever do this again. God, it is beautiful and I honor what you've done. I'm not quite sure when the next move of God or the next moment I get with you takes place. And we say, as women who are powerful, we say, I'm gonna build a well around it. I'm gonna journal about it. That is powerful. I am going to remember it and recount it personally. That is powerful. But the miracle that God does in our life becomes a moment. It becomes a well, which we take well-meaning stones and we place around the move of God. Perhaps for some of you it was today. And you say, God, I don't know where my next drink of water is gonna come from. I don't know when my next moment with you that is this powerful is going to come from. Perhaps some of you have had radical moments with God in your past. And you have taken those and said, God, I wanna honor you, I love you. It's with the best intentions, but you've taken stones, well-meaning decisions in your life and you have built around it to protect it. And you've said, okay, God, you and I, we have a well. And I'll go back to that memory, I'll go back to that moment and I'll feed myself off of it and I'll live off of it because I wanna please you. I'm gonna live off of that radical special moment all of you in the room, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would have had that at the moment of salvation. God, you're so good, you're so kind. We are so great as women. I'm gonna be cheeky, but you know me now. 
I say, I'll go there. We are so good as women with making due and putting up with whatever is served to us. We have got so good at surviving that some of you in the room are going back to an old well. Or perhaps this powerful conference could become that in the future, a powerful well where you say, Jesus, I don't need any more. I'm so happy with what you've done. I'm so in awe of what you've done. Or perhaps insecurity rises up and we say, I don't know where if God will do that again in my life or hope deferred has caused you to go back to old moments with God and it has been a beautiful spring in your life, but a spring is uh, stagnant in and of itself. It just stays in one place. And you said, I'll go back and I'll drink of that and I'll put stones around it and it'll be a well. And I'll go back to that moment. I'll go back to that miracle in my life. But I heard God say, Boise woman, that God wants to do a work in you that is not contained to a moment. It is not contained to a simple miracle that you have to feed off of from the rest of your life. God is saying, I am a God of lavish abundance. I am a God who is alive yesterday, today, and in the future. I am a God who wants a daily life-giving, vibrant connection and relationship with you. You see what happened there? That was the whisper. I've got a waterfall coming your way. I've got more for you coming your way. You see, what happens is when we encounter God, a moment or a miracle doesn't just, a miracle doesn't just stay a moment. He says, I want you, have you encountered healing from God? I want you to know that that wasn't a miracle or a moment. I want that to be a movement in your life. I want you to know that when you got healed emotionally or physically, you carry now the DNA of heaven inside of you. You have encountered a living God, so you have life all over you. Have you encountered the love of God? That was not a moment or a miracle. I use the illustration of marriage again. If the vows that this biblical beast said to me on our wedding day, in our ceremony, was something that I continually had to draw from, from the rest of our marriage. And I said, oh babe, I don't actually need anything else from you. I'm so content with you. I remember the vows you said to me eight years ago on our wedding day, and they were so special, so powerful. I am, I, they set a whole new president for love in my life when I heard them. But if I go back to those and I live off of those for the rest of my life and I don't ever make room or expect Richard to look me in the eye and remind me that he loves me or to fight for me or demonstrate his love for me, how many of you know that that would be a pretty dysfunctional relationship? There would be something wrong and maybe not with him because, and not with him, because God is willing and hungry and able to show you, but often in a well-meaning encounter, we build a well around it, we put stones around it, and we say, God, I'll live off of this for the rest of my life. God, I'll make due with this for the rest of my life. And I heard God say over you, God wants to do more. That this conference is not the pinnacle moment, it is the well 
that's about to become a river. It is the miracle, it is the moment that's about to become a movement. And God says, I want to set a precedence for you. I wanna set a foundation over this Arise conference that you will build on with me, that I will cause increase on in your life, that I will do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. John 4 is saying over us that he wants us to move from being a John 4 woman. And he will take us across John 5, John 6, and he wants to take us into John 7. I want you to quickly turn for time's sake, speedy to John 7. John 7, 38. How many of you know when God moves and when Jesus says something and it says his last or final, you better believe that is important. And so he says, John, uh, it says John 8, uh, sorry, John 7, 37. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and he said in a loud voice, I mean, final, and he's shouting. It's a big deal, okay? Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, not whoever went to Bethel Ministry School, not whoever attended all of the conferences humanly possible, not whoever has been saved for 10 years, not whoever speaks in tongues, all of those things will change your life. I am a living example of that. Do those, okay? But it does not say that. It says, whoever believes in me as scripture has said, wow, that's the only qualification. And I'm not gonna shout, Jesus shouted. I'm gonna bless all of you and treat you like the powerful leaders you are. God doesn't need to shout at you. He can whisper and you'll respond because you're powerful rivers of living water will flow from within them. He did not say a well. He did not say a spring that stays in one place. He wants to take you from John 4 into John 7, and he wants to prophesy that the well in your life, woman of Boise, is about to become a river. It is about the miracle, the moments, if you will allow him, simply believe. That's all he says. And you know what? I heard someone in the Bible who said, I believe, help me in my unbelief. And Jesus did a miracle. And so if you dare to ask him, won't he do it? By this, he meant, verse 39, the spirit whom those have believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And here we have our key. What causes a well to become a river? What changes a miracle or a, mo a moment into a movement in my life? It is, or in your life, it is the ongoing engagement with God. And God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The only qualification you need for a vibrant move of God in your life 
And I don't mean move of God where everything shakes, rattles, and rolls. I mean you hear from God daily. I mean you encounter Him invading your everyday life. I mean you feel His presence in the grocery store as much as you do in the pew of the church. I'm talking about a move of God that is real, applicable, relevant, and leaves nothing the same. I'm talking about a move of God where you let go of trying to be perfect or perform or operating out of shame and experience what real love is like. Experience the kindness of the Father. Your only qualification is believe, and if you don't believe, you ask Him to help you in your unbelief. You are honest with Him, you let Him in, you let Him take you up, you let God in, and then you watch him see you out. And as you do that, you will engage with the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is the safest person. How many of you have ever been, and you're safe here, how many of you have ever been to a counselor before? Okay, school counselor included, so y'all who put up your hand, you're safe. Okay. I am so passionate about living with an internal revival and health and the the high level uh, amount of output that we give to minister with integrity. I make sure that on a monthly basis, I am being counseled. I tell you what, when I am sitting with a counselor who is good, okay? Jesus, help the rest. When you are sitting with a counselor who's good, Man, you feel safe. You wanna unpack your life. You are comfortable to release whatever's going on inside of you. You get wisdom back. You feel like the lid of your emotions is lifted off. You feel covered. Some of you, God is speaking to you that if you need to go after something in your internal world, can we make an agreement that we take the stigma away from getting help? Can we take the stigma away from saying we're weak and we need other people? If you agree with me, give me an amen. Amen. Okay, good. The people agree around you. There's your permission. Okay? The Holy Spirit is the counselor. The Holy Spirit, this is what God said. He's our counselor. He is safe. And so the move of God, the well of God, the miracle of God that turns into a movement is done simply by believing as Scripture says, And it is by receiving and engaging with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. You see, too often in the church, we define ourselves by what we have overcome. We say, oh, wow, that's a powerful minister. This is her testimony. This is what she's overcome. Wow, that person carries such an incredible gift of God. They can really preach because they had a bad life before and God redeemed them real good. And so they can preach. Let me tell you that actually the highest defining feature and the greatest moment of victory began at the cross. If you have stepped into the finished work of Jesus and you believe what he has done, you are qualify well around you carry purpose and God says don't build a well around it don't put stones around what I've done allow me to take the moment when I changed everything and lead you on a journey a movement where that wasn't just the life-changing moment in your life but forevermore you see God shift and change things I'm going to show you how that's done and we're going to wrap it up Genesis 28, saying, Libby, what does that have to do with John? 
and the well. Surprise, God has a plan from the very beginning. Genesis 28, verse 10. Jacob left Bathsheba and went out for Haran. When he had reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. This is a good dream. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. It's plentiful. And you will spread out to the east or to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I'll be with you. I'll watch over you wherever you go. And I'll bring you back to this land. I will not leave you. Some of you in the room need to hear the Father say that over you. I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And then it carries on. And uh, I wanna point out one thing. I'm gonna say this again. I will not leave you, says God, until I have done what I have promised you. This, Jacob's Well, Genesis 28, Jacob took a stone in the land the Lord had given him. What is a well made up of? Stones, beautiful. What else was written on a stone? It's not a trick question. Two Corinthians, he wrote his law on a stone. He wrote his law on the stones. In this moment where a woman encounters the redemption of God, the promises of God at Jacob's well, we see years and years and years prior in Genesis 28, we see Jacob go into a land that does not look glamorous, it does not look amazing, but he goes into a state of rest not work, not strife, not performance, and he takes a stone. And what does he do with the stone? What does he do with the law, the list that he should achieve? What does he do with the expectation of righteousness and the life lived with God? He takes the stone and he doesn't place it on top of him as a heavy burden. This is the best picture of the gospel out of Corinthians, the Old Testament. He takes the stone, symbolic of the law, go read 2 Corinthians, and he takes it and he places it under his head. He rests 
on it. And as he rests on the stone, as he rests, not the law over him, but he places the law underneath him and he rests on it. There's a word of rest over you tonight. A moment with God after the dream, after he rests on it, becomes a movement with God where we see in John 4 and we see echo throughout our day, the rest of eternity, we see a moment as he rests, he begins to see, see what God is doing. And he begins to see a ladder with angels ascend and descend. In John 1, 51, I'm gonna actually turn there because none of you are gonna believe me. John 1, don't turn there, just stay where you are. John 1, 51 Jesus said, you believe because I told you and I saw you under the fig tree, you will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels echoing as believers in the gospel. He says, when you will move into a place of rest, allow me to protect you, allow me to care for you, allow me to provide for you. When you take the expectations of the Christian life and say, no longer will the enemy exploit you and use you to accuse me, when you take the law, and you place it under your head and you rest on it, what happens? God begins to open up more and he begins to see angels ascend and descend. Who is now the ladder that the angels were ascending and descending? Jesus is the ladder. Jesus is the ladder. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of the requirements on my life and your life for a miracle and a moment to turn into a movement. God is saying, move from the well, come into the river, into a place. What happens when you're in the middle of the river? You get carried by it. You get covered by it. You get submerged by it. You get taken up in the current that's already going on. Let me tell you, there's a heavenly current all around you. There is a provision God wants to make to carry you into the more of God. And it doesn't take place through performance. It doesn't take place through striving. It takes place through rest. It takes place through surrendering and letting God be God and letting us be the daughters of God and allowing our Father to take care of us. The stone is now under your head, woman of God, and the ladder you thought you had to climb to reach heaven and attain the more of God has become Jesus. It is the fulfillment of the promise of God. And right now, we are about to kick out some illegitimate ladders. Robin, will you be okay if I take two minutes? Okay. Some stones are being rolled away from the well, and it is becoming a river. Some ladders of imposters who said we need to measure up or reach something are falling away, and Jesus is about to take its place. Would you stand with me if you're able to? God, you see us up, you see into us, and now you wanna see us out. And so as you stand right now in the room, as you stand, I do this because I wanna activate something in your spirit. I want you to stand as a sign and a symbol of God, I am engaging with you. I'm not just sitting back, I'm open and I'm ready. So I want you to be expectant that as you stand, 
God's about to do something. As you stand, it's not business as usual. And so if you're able to, close your eyes. It just eliminates all distraction. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come and remind us of any illegitimate ladders, anything we thought we'd have to measure up to to attain, anything we thought we'd have to climb to get to you and enter into the more of God. Would you begin to illuminate that right now? Holy Spirit, would you highlight to us as women moments that we have built monuments around, that we have turned into wells because we thought that was the best we were gonna get or that it was faithful to make due with what you've already done. God, we are face to face with an abundant, all-powerful God without measure. God, you have more. It's not wishful thinking. It's theologically true. It's biblical. And so we invite right now wells to become rivers. Right now I speak to blockages where things have been plugged up where disappointments or hope has been deferred. God, I invite you to come with your power and your presence, and I speak an unblocking in the room tonight. Father, where we have had false humility and we thought it was faithful to make due, God, would you speak into spirits right now, power of God, would you begin to move and would you remind them that you're a God who's got a river going on. You're a God who wants to draw them into the current and you want to carry them. You're a God who says the whisper that you have seen is about to turn into a waterfall. I hear you saying, uh, I'm prophesying over you tonight, there is more, 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 there is more. And so we say in the name of Jesus, ladder of disappointment. You are no longer our operating system. We say disappointment from the past. You do not happen to us. We are about to happen to you. (laughs) Holy Spirit, would you come and would you awaken fresh hope into hearts right now? If that's you, you just place your hand on your heart. Holy Spirit, would you awaken hearts right now to the Romans 5.5 promise that you said to Jacob, you are saying to them, I will not leave you until I have done what I promised to you. We speak fresh hope over the room right now and we say ladder of disappointment, you are pulled down right now because my Savior Jesus, my knight in shining armor is coming and He is my ladder. You are no longer my measure of success. And we say in the name of Jesus, we're too much, too loud, too little, too overwhelming, has become our ladder and we have shut down and we have adopted smallness because we were afraid that to get to you or to get to people's hearts, we needed to make ourselves smaller and diminish who we are. We say, imposter, you are not our ladder to get to heaven. You are not our ladder to get to connection. I say right now, if that is you and you have been operating out of fear of being overwhelming too much, too little, I just kept hearing it, too loud, too quiet, 
Right now, I thank you. Jesus, you are coming to kiss the unique identity of every woman. And as you do that, you say it is good. 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 I see right now that a ladder of either or, I'll unpack it now, either or, as your eyes are closed, either or is being diminished. For some of you ladies, you thought to get to God, to climb the ladder, I need to either be powerful or I get to be feminine. I don't get to have both, it's either or. Or some of you thought I need to sacrifice my career to be a mother, or I need to sacrifice motherhood to operate in my career. I speak right now to the spirit of either or. I speak right now to ladders that ladies have built up or the enemy has whispered that should be their operating system. I thank you, Jesus, that you are coming with your love and power and you are coming to say, I break off the lie that you have to be masculine to be powerful. I break off the lie that you need to be loud to be a leader. I break off the lie that you need to be overly spiritual to hear from God. I break off the lie that femininity has equaled weakness. I break off the lie that friendship with people means me sacrificing my personal integrity or my personality. I say, Jesus, you have a far more glorious ladder that doesn't need climbing. It happens in rest. I speak right now over heads and hearts the permission of heaven, the permission of Jesus. You are women who are both and. You get to be powerful and feminine. You get to be lavishly loving with incredible boundaries. You get to be women who are excellent and operate in rest because Jesus, you are their supply. So I invite you, perfect ladder of Jesus, come and replace any imposter in the room. Come and bring your peace. Come and bring your covering, just blankets of hope. I see all over the room, he's covering you with hope. He made you the way you are with a very intentional reason. You are enough, you are enough, you are enough. And he is enough to turn a miracle and a moment into a movement.